Hello, everyone. Today I'm talking about eight nutrition myths. And these are ones that I have either personally struggled with or I keep hearing and they just kind of really bother me because I think these kind of myths and inaccuracies only promote and further, you know, restrictive eating or dieting or just really impact your ability to have a positive and healthful relationship with food. And so I wanted to address these. And as always, if you do have any questions about them, don't hesitate to reach out to me and get in touch with me. Um, I'm always happy to help and explain things more. All right, starting with number one, and that is late night snacks cause weight gain. Well, the only reason your late night snacks are going to cause weight gain is if those snacks put you into a calorie surplus. So there are some people who participate in intermittent fasting, meaning that they'll eat their meals from say 2 to 10 p.m. And for some people, you know, eating at nine o'clock would be considered late night eating and they're fearful that that will result in weight gain. But the reality is if you're consuming a number of calories that is appropriate for your body and your goals, either weight maintenance, weight loss, or weight gain, then you are going to get those results. So it's not just because you eat late at night that you're automatically going to be gaining weight. Most people though become, or most people have kind of spread this message because think about the general population. I even think about myself sometimes. What I'm eating late at night when I'm sitting in front of the TV is not necessarily, you know, a bucket of vegetables or a piece of fruit. It's kind of food that we tend to overeat or food that we aren't really hungry for and don't actually need. So there are calories that we're consuming beyond our needs, or there are just calorie dense foods like chips and chocolate and ice cream. And while there's nothing wrong with any of those foods on their own, it's the portion size in which you're including them that can lead to the weight gain and the calorie surplus. So Basically, there's nothing wrong with wanting to eat late at night if you're actually hungry, but sticking to eating when you're hungry and sticking to choosing appropriate portions for you is going to be key in avoiding weight gain. All right, number two, you have to eat breakfast. Well, this is another one where I don't know if any any of you are one of those kids who, you know, you wake up and someone's trying to be like, you have to eat breakfast. And you're like, but I'm not hungry. I don't want to eat breakfast. And it's like, no, you have to eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. Well, there's different studies on this. There are studies that show people that eat breakfast, you know, tend to um, maintain their weight better because, you know, they've had a good meal in the morning. But there's also studies that show people who eat breakfast and aren't hungry tend to gain more weight because they're eating calories that they're not actually in need of. And so the thing about studies is they can be great. They can be really eye opening, but at the same time, you need to utilize some common sense and reflect on your own personal needs. Do you wake up hungry in the morning? If you do, by all means, include breakfast, enjoy it. Great. But if you are someone who wakes up and is like, the last thing I want to do is eat something, well then why not wait a couple hours until you are ready to eat? And this is kind of where some people 
are actually doing intermittent fasting and don't even realize. I have some clients who have intolerances, you know, egg-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, and they're kind of just like, there's not a lot of food left for breakfast. And I don't really enjoy breakfast. And so intermittent fasting can be great for those people because they skip a meal that they don't enjoy and don't have a lot of options for and go straight to lunch, which they do enjoy and are able to put something together, which works really well for them. So if you enjoy breakfast, go for it. If you don't, maybe consider doing doing intermittent fasting with a bit more intention and seeing how that impacts you, if you like it, if you enjoy it. And if you are curious more about intermittent fasting, um, I do have a podcast on that, which you can listen to as well. All right, number three. Eating junk food will result in weight gain. Now, as a nutrition coach, I think a lot of people are going to be like, what do you mean? Junk food isn't good for you. And I think the problem with stating things that food, certain food isn't good for you really creates this mental battle of, well, I can't eat that. And if I do eat that, I should feel guilt or shame. And when you think about it, is that really helping you foster a positive relationship with food? I'd say no. Do I think junk food is the best way to get your calories in? No, absolutely not. But at the same time, I think that it isn't necessarily realistic for all of us to be, you know, making every single thing we make to avoid indulging in, you know, little things that we enjoy, like ice cream or chocolate or chips or whatever it is, even if it's something like homemade cookies. Some people are going to go, oh, that's junk food. That's a cookie. It's got chocolate in junk food. And this is kind of where I'm like, you know what? Mind your own business, people. If I'm able to eat something in a portion that I, you know, really enjoy, I don't have any trouble stopping when I'm done. I don't find myself overeating it. I don't find it's a trigger food that leads me to binge. Why can't I enjoy something that, you know, is quote unquote junk food from time to time? But I think this is also when it's really important to be honest with yourself. Are you someone who is indulging in junk food daily and in copious amounts? Is having it in the house, in a, you know, having it in the house in variety of forms more beneficial or more detrimental? Because I think of it in terms of me personally, and when I am tired and when I'm hungry and when I am lazy, I open the cupboard and I stand in front of it and go, what could I eat? And chances are junk food does not need to be assembled and prepared like a lot of our meals. And so that's kind of when the whole honesty and reality kicks in. And I'd say, if filling your house with that isn't proving to be beneficial, then maybe have a little bit less in your house. It's not that you can't have it at all. Not at all, but more so making healthier options easier to access. And so if you open the cupboard or you look in the fruit bowl, you're like, oh, hey, bananas. I could eat a banana and that will help time me over until I have time to prepare a meal because a banana is just as healthy or not just not just as healthy, is just as quick as opening um, some packaged food. And so this is kind of where you need to be realistic with yourself and be, okay, what can I actually do to set myself up for success, but at the same time, include foods I like and love in our house. Okay, number four. And this is, I'm just going to say blank, because you could insert any kind of diet or um, 
way of eating into this. And I'd say blank is the only way to go to lose weight. So you could say keto is the only way to go to lose weight. Low carb is the only way to go. Being a vegetarian or vegan or eating paleo, paleo, those are the only ways that you can achieve your results. And I think there are some people out there who preach this kind of belief because that's how they've had their success. And I am super happy for those people for finding something that works for them, that they enjoy, that they can adhere to lifelong, and that makes them feel great. But I think it's also really, really important to know that just because your friend went low carb and was really successful doesn't mean that is the only way to go. And I personally have no issues with anyone doing keto or low carb or being a vegetarian or vegan or eating paleo. I have zero issues with those things. I think there are so many different people in the world that there should be so many different approaches. But just because, you know, you, you can show me one person who is able to, you know, lose all their weight going keto, I can show you 10 other people who were able to lose weight not going keto. And that's my only point is that there are so many different ways to get to your end result. And it's okay if your way is different than your friends, that is okay. And it's okay if you decide you want to experiment and say, Hey, you know what? I saw someone do that. They seem to really enjoy it. It seems like it's working. Let me try. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't cost you anything. Give it a go. But at the same time, think long-term. If you start something and go, wow, I'm getting really good results, but I don't know if I can keep this up for another three months or six months or a year, then I'd say reassess and figure out what you actually can sustain for a longer period of time. Okay. Number five, you have to quote unquote, eat clean to lose weight. And this is something where I personally just hate that word, clean eating, Oh, I'm going to eat really clean for the rest of the day because I had um, pizza for lunch. Well, what does that mean? I mean, I've had clients come to me who are eating nothing but whole foods when we first start, and they are in a huge calorie surplus because of all their wonderful, you know, nut butters, their MCT oil, their avocado, all their um, almonds and hemp hearts and all these great and wonderful things that are putting them into a calorie surplus. And so you don't need to eat clean to lose weight. In fact, you should actually remove that kind of phrasing from your vocabulary. There is no such thing as eating clean because if, when you're not eating clean, then what are you eating? Are you eating dirty food? No, maybe you're eating food that, you know what? I think a better way of looking at it as opposed to clean and I don't know, dirty or unclean is foods I should eat more of and foods I should eat a little less of, you know, here's this giant list of foods that I can eat a lot of, and here's a smaller list of foods that maybe I should eat more moderation. It's not that I can't eat them. It's not that they're unclean. It's not that they're junk. It's not that, you know, they are something that I should be banned from the household, but they're just foods that, you know what, they're not the best for me. So I'm going to try to moderate them and have them less often. They're not unclean. And I think really separating and breaking down the vocabulary is so important for our overall relationship with food, because I think after a while, you, you're no longer associating eating clean with something that's positive 
in a way that makes you feel good. I mean, you might think it's positive that, oh, look, I'm eating so clean. Look at me. I'm eating all these wonderful, healthy things. But eating healthy things on in and of itself isn't necessarily going to get you the results you want. For some people, a slight transition or switch to cutting back on certain things and eating more vegetables can make a world of difference. But I think for some of us, it's simply just needing to eliminate the, that vocabulary from our lives and, you know, understanding that it's okay to eat a variety of foods. It's okay to enjoy yourself. It's okay to give into a craving and just eat ice cream and not like a low calorie ice cream, like an actual ice cream. And that that is not going to be the be all end all of your progress just because something wasn't quote unquote clean. Okay. Number six, you have to eat every couple of hours to keep up your metabolism or speed up your metabolism. And oh man, I am definitely someone who has done this in the past and I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm going to wake up at seven. That means I'll eat at 10. Then I should probably eat. Maybe I'll even eat at noon and then I'll eat at three, then at six, and then maybe one last snack before I go to bed. And when I was doing that, I really lost focus of eating due to hunger. And this is one where there are some people who are going to thrive eating smaller meals every day. I won't argue with that. But there are also people who have transitioned to um, OMAD, and that's one meal a day. They eat one meal, and that's it. And then there are people who utilize intermittent fasting and eat two meals a day and get great results and feel amazing. And so my point is that there are lots of different ways to eat. There are different meal timings and frequencies, which better suit some people, which are better suited to certain training times or availability when it comes to when you can actually do your schedule and work. But there doesn't have to be one way. And if you are someone who's currently eating, you know, five or six times a day, eating really small meals just for the sake of trying to speed up your metabolism, if you aren't enjoying that, if you're finding it's adding more stress and time to your day, then maybe try a different approach. Try consolidating your meals. Try having you know, two or three larger meals and see how that feels. It might not work. You might hate it. But I would say if you're willing to try something, try it for five to seven days and really get a feel for how it makes you feel, how it impacts you, if you enjoy it, if it's more time efficient, if it makes your energy levels for training better. There are so many factors to take into consideration beyond doing what someone else did and especially beyond just eating every couple of hours because you think it's going to be beneficial. If you are ever eating out of habit and not out of hunger, you likely aren't doing yourself any favors because I know when I was eating, and I don't mean this as an example where this is the only true way and this is true for everyone, but in my personal experience, when I was trying to eat so many small meals a day, I was rarely eating all of those meals due to hunger. Yes, there are most certainly some where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I'm really looking forward to eating. But there were a lot of other ones when I was simply eating because I'm like, it's been three hours. I need to eat despite the fact that I was not hungry. And this made it a lot more challenging for me to lose weight because I was consuming calories that I didn't necessarily need. And so this is where 
I'd say take a step back and really assess how it's working for you. If you want to do something and you feel like it's helping you thrive, then by all means, keep doing it. But stand back and look at it with your eyes wide open and an unbiased approach. Thinking about, is this really helping me? Or is there an underlying reason of why I'm trying to do this? Okay, moving on. And that is number seven. You need supplements to get results. No, absolutely not true. I utilize supplements to help with my hard work, but supplements are not going to get you results on their own. Think about protein in terms of like, yes, I do utilize protein powder on days when I'm having a hard time eating enough protein. And while I am an omnivore, I enjoy meat, I enjoy all kinds of different um, protein sources, I actually don't eat a lot of meat every day. Maybe only one of my meals has meat. Otherwise, I'll have, and by meat I mean chicken. Otherwise, I'll have fish, I'll have lentils, I'll have tofu, I'll have tempeh, eggs, egg whites, protein powder. Um, Those are kind of my big go-tos. And so think about it in terms of this. Me or anyone eating protein is really just supplementing protein from their diet. So think about it in terms of, for for all purposes here, I'm just going to say tofu. If I'm like, you know what, I really don't want to eat my tofu at lunch, I'm going to have a protein shake. I'm just replacing that. That protein shake is replacing the tofu that I chose not to eat. But just throwing, you know, more protein onto what I'm already eating isn't a solution in terms of, oh, if I just have this, all of a sudden I'm going to grow muscles. Well, are you going to the gym? Are you lifting any weights? I think there's a lot of confusion from people about what protein powder and supplements can do. And yeah, you have to put the work in. I know people go, oh, well, I don't want to get like big and manly and grow these muscles. And I'm like, um, first of all, as females, we don't have the same level of testosterone that males do, which generally makes it a little bit easier to put on size, to build muscle. And for women, we have to work real hard. Same same with men. Men have to work really hard too in order to put on muscle, to reduce their body fat while building muscle, to get stronger, to build muscle. All of that is a lot of effort and a lot of consistency. So if you start going to the gym three days a week, you're not all of a sudden going to just end up looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't happen. And I think this is where people really negate the effort that it does take to build muscle and to see the changes in the gym. And so protein is not a miraculous supplement that all of a sudden will help you build muscle. You need to physically put the work in. And so if you choose to incorporate something like that, know that it is not magical. It's not going to help you get to where you want to be all of a sudden. You still need to pay attention to your training, to what you're eating overall even things like your neat energy, all of that is really important in the overall scheme of things. Far more important than if you're going, oh, I took a fat burner. Honestly, don't even waste your money with things like that. Anything that is detox related or fat burner related is basically just throwing your money away. You are far better off investing your money into quality food as opposed to buying yourself a crap load of supplements. 
the supplement that I really use consistently, I would say is protein. And even then it's not something I have every day. It's when I can't, um, get the right foods for my diet and I will supplement my, my diet with that. So please keep that in mind. You absolutely don't need supplements to get results. They can be helpful to support your hard work in terms of, Hey, you know what? I'm having a hard time getting the gym because I have low energy after work. I had some pre-workout. Great. That's, that's basically just caffeine. You added caffeine to your day. There's nothing magical about that. I mean, <laughs> there is something magical about caffeine, but that's not what's going to help you get the results you want. It might help give you the energy to go to the gym and do the things you need to do, but that in of itself is not magical. Okay. Last one. And that is, I feel like I touched on this a little bit, but there are the belief that there are good foods and there are bad foods. And once again, this goes into the labeling of clean and unclean and good and bad. And I really just want to drive this message home that there are no good foods and bad foods. You don't eat an apple and your body goes, Ooh, she ate an apple. Good for her. We're not going to store this as fat, but as soon as you eat those French fries, honey, I'm going to hold on to those. And we're going to add those to, you know, your midsection. You're never going to see your abs. No, (laughs) that's not how your body works. Your body's like, Hmm, food. Do I need this? Are these calories something that I need right now? Great. I'm going to use them no matter where they came from. Or if you're feeding your body an excess of food that it does not need, no matter how healthy it is, it's going to store it. It's going to store it for later because it doesn't need it. So whether or not you had avocado toast or you had a really big salad, if you're eating foods, whether they are healthy or, you know, quote unquote junk food, if you are not in need of those calories, that's when you're going to be storing fat because you're consuming additional calories. It has nothing to do with your body going, that's bad. I shouldn't be eating that. I'm going to hold on to that. That's, that's not how that works. So as much as people like to blame certain foods or food groups, it's not the result of you eating a particular food group that is the result of weight gain, but more the overall calories that you've consumed, which leads to weight gain. And so this is why there are so many things that people focus on when it comes to trying to lose weight, but the big one is your calorie intake. That is the main indicator of you being able to see progress. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I hope I've been able to, um, break down some nutrition myths for you. And if you do have any questions or want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at justget.fit or you can email me to apply for one-on-one nutrition coaching at nikki at justget.fit.